Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Yes, indeedy duty. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and on the other end of my line is my very best friend in all of the world, the co-host of this podcast with a uh, with new titles. I get we can't use the same old titles. I'm so used to it just rolling off the tip yeah, of my tongue, Andrew. I know, I know. You had to, yeah, threw you a little screwball there, didn't I? Uh, yeah, he <laughs> did. So hey, that's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. You know, there's only 11 listeners, so uh, that's say hello to each each and every one of the 11. Say you and, and you and you and you and you and you and you. We love all 11, right? Yeah. Andrew, you know, uh, last week I, I, I told you I found some sounds and I was having fun, you know, yeah, with, you, with the sounds. We, we, know you've, we know you found the sounds. The big question that we all have tonight is... Did you learn how to use the sounds? Well, I've got some like like this one. I like this one, right? <laughs> yep. But here, I got I got a couple just for you. Are you ready? I lay it to me. Uh, how do you like that one? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> See, I figured that was right up your alley, right there, Beavis and the, Butthead. The boys have. Endless amounts of talent, those two. We should uh, we should rename this the Beavis and Butthead podcast. Oh, it's the Beavis and uh, Butthead non hockey boys podcast. That's right, the non hockey boys. All right, I found a uh, I found a sound clip for me. Are you ready? Huh. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. <laughs> you didn't you didn't hear that, did you? Uh, have you ever seen? You said you. Yeah. I was gonna say, I thought when you said you found a sound for you, I thought it was just gonna be like a a bag of rocks like rattling around or something in the, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. Uh, so, all righty, all righty. Well, hey, Andrew, we've got uh, let, let's let well we can. We, I've got some more stuff we can play through the through the remainder of this uh, this time, but let's get right to it. We've got some uh, some updates. In fact, you know, the last podcast we talked about. Uh, teams that were playing teams that weren't playing yep one of the teams that was up in the air was illinois um not in the western collegiate hockey league thank thankfully um but they're playing in the central states collegiate hockey league and they had yet to make up their mind whether they were going to play or not and while we were having our podcast last week they apparently made up their mind and they are going to play Going to play. They are going to play. They're going to honor their commitments. They're going to play starting on September 30th at Missouri State. And awesome. yeah, so they had originally, I had heard that they got down to uh, as low as uh, 1.14 skaters and two goaltenders. <laughs> but their interim head coach, who is their former head coach, uh, Chad Castle, he was the head coach when they won the national championship about 10, 15 years ago. And um, Chad apparently told them and said, "Hey, we need uh, some bodies." Yep. And so they they got some bodies, and they said, "Look, we're not gonna 
we're, we're, we're not going to do this thing halfway. We're either all in and we're going to play yeah. all of our games or we're not going to play any of our games. Yeah, either all in or all out. You can't have one foot in and one foot on a banana peel, right? There you go. So credit to uh, Coach Castle and credit to Illinois. They've made up their mind they're going to play. Uh, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, so there, we, there's the update. Um, we'd hate for it to have been just Maryville and uh, Ohio left in the central states, right? Well, you know, there might be some news coming on that front in another couple of days, too. Oh, but it leaving a little uh, carrot out there for us. Yeah, I mean that that conference is now down to three teams this year: Maryville, uh, Ohio, and Illinois. Since Iowa State and uh, Lindenwood are not playing in that conference this year. Iowa State because they're suspended. Lindenwood because they are uh, uh, they've gone NCAA Division One, and there might be a team that's leaving that three team triumvirate. Oh yeah. So, but we, we that's news for a later time. It's not there official. It's not official, but uh, it could leave two other teams kind of looking for what are they going to do next year. That that. That's what brings all ten listeners back, leaving little, dropping little carrots like that for them. <laughs> oh, it makes you wonder, huh? Makes yeah. you wonder. So here, you know what? Here, I think this is deserving. All right, all right, all right. There we go. That'll get all the pe- all the people to come back. That's right. So uh, Illinois is uh, uh, gonna play, and a team from that conference might be uh, moving to another conference. Uh, huh. Yeah, the following season. So. I'll let I'll let some of the brainiacs out there kind of uh, put their mind to who's moved recently and uh, who's on the move and who might be on the move in the future and it should be might be kind of obvious as the uh, as the ACHA turns isn't that you know I had to find that little sound bite I can play that <laughs> yeah. one yeah totally jeez that we it, we we definitely need that hey there's no news yet on 2024 nationals it's still up in the air between uh, Pittsburgh still. Tampa Anaheim and St Louis. A week later, here we are. Yeah, no news is good news. I will tell you that as we sit here and record this podcast on September the 20th, on the evening of September the 20th, um, the ACHA will announce tomorrow the regional sites for this year's Division Two Nationals. I, I, I said that wrong. The regional sites for the ACHA Men's Division Two. So, okay. So, you know, they're still kind of focused, which tells me that they're still kind of focused on this year and trying to figure their act out for this year before they move on to next year. To, to next year. So, anyways, we'll see there. And then, uh, yeah, the update, uh, the update, Andrew, is our podcast. Well, you know, yeah. still a piece of crap. Yeah, it is. It, you know, like my favorite saying, it is what it is. There you go. There's, there's old reliable. We we got to use old reliable there. So, hey Andrew, over the uh, over over since we had our last podcast, we've had some uh, some interesting information come out. The yes. ACHA men's division one preseason coaches poll was released, or I guess it's the preseason ranking. Preseason rankings, and I I think it was a uh, good release for the WCHL here. No doubt. Six of the 25 teams are WCHL teams. In fact, six of the 20, top 20 teams. Yeah, six of 20. That's right. And then, uh, so let's just get right to it, because leading right off the top of the bat, the number one team in the nation, according to the preseason ranking, are the uh, Central Oklahoma Broncos. Good for them and good for Coach Rivera. 
Yeah, they got seven first place votes, and right on their heels, right behind them, literally on their heels, uh, five points uh, behind Central Oklahoma is uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. And Nevada, Las Vegas had five first place votes. And so they're one and two, and which makes sense because they were two of the top four teams uh, or two of the yep. remaining four teams at uh, Nationals last year. Yep, yep. And I, and I think, you know, you and I both agree that I think we'll both, they'll both kind of be there at the end this year also. There's, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Both super talented teams. Uh, number 10 was uh, Missouri State. Um, so they, they finished, uh, or they they got slotted at the preseason ranking there at number 10, yep. uh, number 16 is Arizona. So for the four teams that made it to nationals last year from the conference are one, two, 10 and 16. Yep. So they're right there. Yep. And then, uh, coming in at 19 and 20 are, uh, university of Utah at 19 and Arizona state university at number 20. There you go. There you go. And Utah, my dark horse this year. Good, good, good starting spot. I'm telling you, look at that 19 and, uh, you know, those guys it's, and and we also have to have to, um, mention that grand Canyon university was right on the cusp. They were in the others receiving votes and they were in the first slot, which means that they would have been the 26th team had they, uh, yeah, had, had the, had the poll gone that far gone far yeah yeah well good for those guys that's yeah. a good starting spot for them also so central oklahoma is number one unlv number two um then we have adrian at three minot state at four liberty at five so there's your top five and those are all heavy hitters stony brook is number six ohio number seven indiana tech is number eight maryville is number nine and then missouri state as we mentioned it rounds out the top ten yep all the 10 of those teams made it to nationals last year. And then we, uh, in the 11 through 15, we've got Pittsburgh, uh, Jamestown at 12, Niagara at 13, Illinois at 14, Michigan Dearborn at 15. Again, all five of those teams made it to nationals last year. And then we have in 16, we have Arizona. Um, and then we start getting to teams that were bumped. Uh, yep. there at the end of the year. Yeah, because uh, the auto bids and all that. That's correct. Aquinas is in there at number 17, Davenport at 18, Utah at 19, Arizona State at 20, Rhode Island at 21. Then we had a tie at 22 between Delaware and Lawrence Tech. And then uh, at number 24 is number is uh, Midland, and rounding out the uh, top 25, at least in the preseason ranking, is are the Dragons from Drexel. So I've got a question on this uh, top 25 here. Sock it to me. Liberty and Stony Brook each garnered one first place vote apiece. <laughs> uh, yeah. And who do we think voted each one of those teams in first place? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give the question right back to you. Who do you think, Andrew, voted Stony Brook number one? Well, I mean, I think the only... The only fans of Stony Brook in the in the building right now, right? Right, <laughs> Stony Brook themselves. <laughs> I think that's correct. I yeah. think that's, and who do you think voted for Liberty as the number one team in the nation? Oh, Ohio, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was all ready to go on my little buzzer again, but no, 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 no. Yeah, took another screwball there. Yeah, totally <laughs> you did. Ohio. But here, here's the crazy thing, Andrew. There are 70 
coaches or 70 teams that are eligible to vote in this preseason ranking. And there were only 22 teams that found the opportunity to vote. How about that? So 22 out of 70 have basically um, created this ranking. Uh, Central Oklahoma got seven first place votes. UNLV and number four, Minot States, they each got five first place votes. Adrian, the number three team, they got three first place votes. And then, as you astutely pointed out, Liberty and Stony Brook, uh, number five and number six, respectively, they each got a first place vote themselves. Really? So, it really makes you wonder, doesn't it? it? Really makes you wonder about people. Well, it makes you, it's kind of, you know, we can lead the horse to water, we can't make him drink. Yeah. Um, I would love to have a lot more uh, participation, but I also recognize that this is an exercise um, for hockey coaches to perform. And they're, we're asking them to do this at a time of the year where it's we're asking where we're already asking them to do an awful lot in terms of you know regi- player registrations and team registrations and getting everybody uh, uh, on on their roster and done properly for ACHA purposes. And I mean, never mind. They've got to select their team, uh, and you know, just run practice and figure out who their lines are and who their captains are. And I mean, it's it's this is a busy, 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 super busy time of the year. And here we are asking them to take time out of their day to rank twenty five teams. Eh, you could you could very easily post it in the room and tell the boys to go through and uh, and mark their top twenty five, and then. Uh, Turn it in as your own, right? You could. I mean, I think that would be a really crappy way of doing it, but you could do yeah, it that way. But it, it would get it done, right? You could yeah. give it to an assistant coach or a general manager and tell them to get uh, it done. Yep. No, but uh, hey, you know, we got 22, so the representation is what? What's that? Well, probably a little over or under a third or close to a third. Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, what, that's... 66 would be a third, so we're just a little under a third. Well, We'll stick to running our podcast and not and not running any hockey teams, right? Or performing any uh, any long division or any That's sort right. of mathematical equations. Yeah. Since yeah. Yeah. I can't figure out what twenty two out of seventy is, we're not we're not splitting atoms here tonight, are we? No, but here, here's here's the funky thing, Andrew. If you look at the points uh, that are awarded, never mind the the first place votes. Central Oklahoma had a total of four hundred twenty six points. UNLV had a total of 421. Two points behind them was Adrian at 419. And then it goes to 396 with Minot and 391 with Liberty. And then there's a huge 31-point drop-off between Liberty and Stony Brook. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. Once it's there, then it starts diving off the cliff pretty quick after that. Yeah, right? so I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty uh, convinced that the 22 guys who did vote all pretty much have some combination of UCO, UNLV, Adrian Minot, and Liberty in their top five. Yep. yep. I would agree with that. Yeah. So kind of well. And like I said, hey, we've got 10 teams in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Six of them are in the top 20. Seven are in the top 26, if we count Grand Canyon in, in there at 26. And that's, uh, I can do so, uh, six out of 10 and 20, uh, seven out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Those, I, I know those percentages. Um, three, uh, the, the central States league has all three of their teams in there, Illinois, Ohio, and Maryville. I think we'll find Illinois in there at 14. I think Andrew, Illinois might be this year's Ohio for you. 
Yeah, they could be. They, they could, could be. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Great Lakes League only had uh, two teams in it, uh, Adrian and Davenport. The whack. I, I always, that's always fun to say, whack, W-H-A-C. And it doesn't roll off your tongue either. No, you start and, talking. And you want to, when I think of whack, I think of the, uh, like the Western Athletic Conference, the old football conference. Yep. But this has an H in there, W H A C. So I feel like we need to put a huh in there. Whack. Yeah, get, a, get a little umph to it, right? Yeah, but they've got four teams in there at Indiana Tech, uh, Michigan Dearborn, Aquinas, and Lawrence Tech. Uh, my B conference has two teams with Jamestown and Midland in there. The Eastern States League has, let's see here, they got one, two, three, four, five, six. Look at that. They got six in there. That's not bad. Um, nope. Stony Brook, uh, Pitt, uh, Niagara, uh, Rhode Island, Delaware, and Drexel. So the only ones that they're missing from uh, from their conference are, if my memory serves right, is NYU and Syracuse. So they got six of eight teams in. That's not bad at all for the no, Eastern States League. Not- we might have to start changing our uh, what we call it, right? Yeah, yeah. It can be no longer that. Uh, well, I've never, I've never given that one a hard time. It's the uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, and the yeah, New York the, leagues. The New York league, yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. The, uh, the 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 Pittsburgh league isn't even represented in here anymore since Pitt Pitt left that crappy Pittsburgh league and now went to the Eastern States League. So the CHMA isn't even represented in here. Um, the ECHA, which is the Philly League, that's not represented in here. And the NECHL, that's not represented in here either. So they're still crappy, all three of them. Yeah. Um, we have two independents, Minot State and Liberty. Uh, so And they're, geez, number four and number five. So they're way the heck up there. They're way up there. Yeah. So not uh, not too shabby here for a ranking. Now, here's the, here's the beauty of it, Andrew. It doesn't matter. It doesn't nope. matter a hill of beans. Nope. It's just a talking point. Right? This thing is just totally worthless. I mean, it's it's there so that people can uh, put a number in front of their name. Yep. And in central Oklahoma's, uh, um, from central Oklahoma's perspective, they put a target on their back. Uh, since everyone, since they've been pegged number one. But uh, yeah, this is just a, I can't wait until the first computer ranking and that'll come out in November. Yeah, and watch this thing just completely turn on its ear, right? Yeah, I think we're going to have four more rankings between now and um, the first computer ranking in November. And yeah, it's it's going to be this popularity contest. You know, that's all it is. So uh, I don't I don't expect to see an awful lot of movement, uh, at least until the computer kicks in. Yep, I I would agree. Yeah, I mean this is. We see it every year, right? It's the pretty much the same teams, and they just might shuffle a few back and forth and, and call it good. Well, and that's what they did. They took last year's top 25. We lost two teams in Iowa State and Lindenwood, so they added teams at the tail end of this thing, <laughs> Midland and Drexel. Yep. Everybody else, is, everybody else is almost the exact same. Yep. Not, not a lot of rocket science going on here, is there? <laughs> hey, speaking of not a lot of rocket science, um, yeah. the Western Collegiate League put out its uh, coaches preseason poll uh, right after the ACHA released its ranking. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Now, these coaches did have to perform some rocket science because I asked them to uh, rank the teams 1 through 10. Yep. And um, the the part where it's not rocket science is because the stupid commissioner then had to take his shoes off so he can count his fingers and his toes. <laughs> and uh, that, that was a mess. 
But hey, in that preseason poll, Central Oklahoma once again uh, was selected to be the number one team by the coaches in the preseason poll, followed by UNLV and Missouri State and Arizona. So this almost tracks with the ACHA ranking. Number five is Arizona State. Number six is Utah. So that kind of flips the ACHA ranking. In the ACHA rankings, Utah was a spot ahead of Arizona State. And then we have uh, Grand Canyon, Colorado, Colorado State, and Oklahoma picked to finish last in the conference. Uh, Central Oklahoma had four first-place votes. UNLV got five first-place votes, and Missouri State got one first-place vote. Now, Andrew, Mm -hmm. you asked a question earlier, and I'm not going to – I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, But I will will entertain questions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wonder who voted Missouri State number one. Um, I can't. I I cannot confirm, nor can I deny, because this is a uh, this is an anonymous. Everyone's yeah. Uh, everyone's yeah. assured of some anonymity. Oh. So, yeah, but That's I thought a- it was I thought it was interesting that Central Oklahoma, even though they got uh, one less first place vote than uh, UNLV, they still finished uh, ahead of UNLV in terms of points. And how I do things, if you finish. If you if someone's ranked you number one, you get ten points. Yeah. If someone's uh, finished, if someone's ranked you number two, you get nine points. And so I do it in reverse order. So you have a potential of getting one hundred points. So Central got ninety four out of one hundred points. UNLV got eighty six out of one hundred points. Then came Missouri State at seventy five, Arizona at uh, sixty seven. Arizona State and Utah were right on one another, fifty eight and fifty six points respectively. Then Grand Canyon got uh, 42 points, Colorado got 28, Colorado State 26, and Oklahoma 18. There you go. Yeah, so uh, kind of interesting. that uh, yeah. I, I like it that the coaches, at least, um, seem to have it uh, similar to what the, uh, what, what the ACHA preseason coaches had. I guess it's not, not surprising since they probably all voted for in, in the same form and fashion, right? And I and I was looking for my notes from last week. I don't remember how when we did our little preseason tally what mm-hmm. we ended up with there. What do you mean what we ended up with? Uh, I know we put I put Oklahoma, or UCO number one. You said UCO and then UNLV in Missouri State, and then you went yeah. Utah. Okay, at four. Yeah. Then you went Arizona, Arizona State. And then you took then the weenie way some, out. by Some form of fashion or 7 through 10, yeah. You said Colorado, Colorado State, Oklahoma, and Grand Canyon will f- finish out in some form or fashion 7 through 10. There you go. So, so we were close. We were close. You were close. You were yeah. close. So yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So anyways, uh, that, that's, that's, that's where we are. And um, that was kind of interesting. I enjoyed uh, seeing some of the... Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I know that there are some coaches that voted in the WCHL, you know, because I pester them, right? That's so why everybody voted. Whereas I know that the, some that voted in the Western Collegiate League poll did not vote in the uh, ACHA poll. And that, and that's big fine. One. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, they voted in the one that matters. Voted in the one that matters is dang right, because... The commissioner was pestering those guys. <laughs> so, all right, Andrew. Hey, um, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? Let's play a little bit of sound here, and then I'll, I've got another piece of sound you might you might enjoy. Are you ready? Let's oh, take a break, oh, oh. and then we'll come back, and we'll talk game results and everything. Sock it to us. Here we go. 
None of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger? These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chop. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. What do you think about that? We had a little John Madden in there. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Here, you, you know what? I told you we were going to do this. I told you I was going to find it, um, and I found it. My son turned me on to this one. So have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard this? You, you Surely you've heard this. You ever heard the old bing bong? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can't turn up just a smidge. Whoa. I can only turn up. Oh, hey, look. I can turn up to 107%. Ooh. There we go. Are you ready? Here, here's another one for you. You're going to love this one. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you what. I'm, I just had way too much fun finding all these uh, stupid sound effects. Too, too many toys. Too many toys. And the nice thing is the keyboard is nowhere near full. So uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Uh, well, lucky we'll, there. We'll find out through throughout the season. So, all right, Andrew. Oh, 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 oh. All right, all right, all right. All right, Andrew. There we go. Let's talk about your predictions for last week and the how they turned out because we had three WCHL teams were in action over the weekend. Missouri State was at Illinois State. Oklahoma was at Waldorf, and Colorado played a home and home series against. Division Two Metro State University of Denver, and um, Andrew, uh, I just let let's start with Missouri State at Illinois State. You had predicted Ooh. a Missouri State sweep, correct? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, Andrew, oh, I'm so How sorry. About- how about that? Illinois State ended up sweeping the weekend, beating uh, the Ice Bears 2-1 to one on Friday night and then 4 to nothing on Saturday afternoon. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of a I, – I know I said to – now, Illinois State is in my B conference, so, I mean, this was a win-win or a lose-lose, depending on how you want to look at it. But uh, I, I remember saying, don't sleep on Illinois State – you did say that. You did say that. And yeah. I thought, I, I argued back that I thought Missouri State would be ready to roar and uh, come out like gangbusters. And, man, I missed the I missed the boat on that one, that's for sure. You know, uh, Illinois State got out to a 2-0 two to, two to nothing lead. Uh, Missouri State scored a goal. Um, I forget if it was in the second or the third on Friday night. And I thought... Uh, third I mean, period. They were, and they were pressing on it to to get the, the tying goal and... You know me. I'm all for overtime shootout type things, especially when they're out of conference. Um, and, and it's not because of any particular reason. It's just extra hockey, right? Um, uh, but Missouri State just could not, uh, even when they pulled the goaltender, they just could not get a shot on net to uh, to save their life to try to tie the game up. So... Uh, they didn't, uh, get it done on Friday night. And then, uh, yeah, the game was, it was over with pretty quickly on, I should say pretty quickly. It was over with after the second period, I think, uh, yeah, on, it, on Saturday. Total, total, total shocker on, on that one, right? Four to, four to nothing. Four to nothing. On Saturday. I mean, that's not at all how I thought that one was going to go. No, no. Yeah. 
but you know, you gotta, they had plenty of shots, you know, they had almost 80 shots on the weekend, just, you know, couldn't, couldn't get a, couldn't buy a goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those shots were from the outside and from distance and, um, you know, there, there weren't a, an awful lot of follow-ups on it. You know, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of sustained pressure except for when they were on the power play. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this, Illinois state has, they play in a beautiful facility, the Grossinger motors arena there in Bloomington. That's a great facility up there. But I'm telling you what, Andrew, the place is just dead empty. Yeah, I mean, it was. In the building. Yeah, everyone came disguised as blue chairs. <laughs> yeah, and they all fit in. Yeah, and they, yeah, and miraculously, they had a place for each and every one of them. the The place <laughs> was just dead. I, I I don't know. Now I'm not a hockey guy. Okay, um, and you are. You've been in some of these places. I mean, what's it, what's it like when you go to a gigantic arena and it's just an empty cave? I mean, where would yeah, you rather yeah. play? Would you rather play in a gigantic arena that's, you know, just totally empty? Or would you rather play in a little rinky-dink, you know, uh, crappy, like a backyard shed, but it's full when, when you got 10 people there? Yeah, you know, my my philosophy, one of my favorite places that we went to play back in the day was we would travel up to Wichita. And, you know, you'd always guarantee that the place was going to be packed. It was an old dump outside of town. And... It was fun to go in there and beat those guys and shut all 8,000 or 9,000 people up and get on the bus and come home, you know? Yes. It was fantastic, you know? And, you know, that's the the fun thing about playing on the road when you get into a building with lots of people in it is it's fun to sit there and not only beat the team, but beat the fans also, right? Yeah. And and when you're playing in a building that's empty and there's there's no – atmosphere there's nothing to build off of either way it's i think it's tough i i I do i think it's really tough yeah i've i remember now when you're talking about going to wichita you're talking about your days in the central hockey league when uh, you went with the oklahoma city blazers up to play the wichita thunder um not acha days i'm i'm thinking of a long time ago when oklahoma went to north dakota we played four games in four days Two in Fargo, two in Minot. Mm-hmm. And we played at the Shields Arena in Fargo, in, which is where the Fargo Force Junior team plays out of the USHL. And there was nobody there. And oh, Now, in, in Oklahoma 1, we beat NDSU, but Oklahoma 1, but there was nobody there, and there was zero atmosphere. We traveled across North Dakota and went to Minot, and they had the place just hopping. It was a little yep. bandbox of a place made out of wood, and you know if somebody got up on one side of the arena, you felt it on the other side of the arena because <laughs> yep. everything was just bouncing. Yep. And we ended up splitting those games. Um, in fact, Oklahoma won. Oklahoma won in a shootout on I think it was the second day. And uh, Minot got us in regulation in the in the first day, if my memory serves right. And then we had to drive back on day four to Fargo, and we played at another rink in Fargo. It wasn't the Big Shields Arena, but it was their local rink. And again, nobody there but me and the bus driver. And we took care of uh, NDSU on our way out of town, and yeah, just no energy whatsoever. Yeah, that's tough to play in those empty buildings when there's nothing to nothing to build any momentum off of, you know? 
And I wonder if that affected Missouri State a little bit because they're used to playing at the Jordan Valley Ice Park where they pack the place out and where they have a, a, a tremendous following. And here they are playing up in Bloomington and there's nobody in the stands whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. You know, you go UNLV, they pack the place. You know, you come to central Oklahoma, they pack the place. Oh, you yeah. Know, Oklahoma hasn't done too shabby with crowds um, the past few years. You know, Utah gets a gets a decent little crowd you know you go to these places and and there is that atmosphere to build off of and then yeah you go to i think the grossinger's uh i think it's 7500 seats 7700 something like that yeah and when there's you know two people in the building that's it makes it tough for sure In the, the beauty of it, now, to their credit, they put their games on, uh, Illinois State puts their games on YouTube, so they're easy to watch. Um, and I give full high marks uh, to uh, their um, play-by-play announcer on the uh, YouTube broadcast because he also doubled as the music man and the PA announcer. So, he, and, yeah, I know. I mean, talk about having, uh, talk about wearing multiple hats at once. But I'm sitting there, uh, you know, not really paying close attention, but I'm listening to the, you know, I've got a couple of games on multiple screens and I have that game going on and I hear the play-by-play guy and then I hear the PA guy and he sounds almost exactly alike, except for you can hear the echo, the reverb from the big building. And then letting all all the seats know who won. Yeah. yeah, Or who just scored the the goal. Right. And then, and then. Once the PA guy gets done talking, the here comes the play-by-play guy back again, and I'm thinking, oh my god, it's the same dude. So that? uh, that's ta- that's talent right there. Yeah, that's talent. That's that's the ACHA right there, right? We have hey. Multiple guys wearing multiple hats. Yeah, got to do what you got to do to get by. Hockey guys, unlike us. Yep. Hey, um, okay, the next series was Oklahoma uh, at Waldorf, kicking off, uh, uh, well, the, the road part of their season. Um, Oklahoma traveled all the way up to Albert Lee. Waldorf is in Forest City, Iowa, but they play their games 40 or 50 miles away in Albert Lee, Minnesota. Yep, just right across the border there. Andrew, you had said that there was going to be a split. And, and to my credit, I, I was, I was kind of halfway right on this one. I think you're kind of halfway right on this one. Oklahoma uh, comes out and wins uh, four to nothing on Friday night. Uh, behind, behind the strength of a lot of uh, power play goals in the second period, um, we were we were talking earlier, and uh, when Oklahoma opened the season at home a, a week before this this series, they opened at Alabama, uh, against Alabama. Alabama got uh, got it back into the game because Oklahoma took a lot of penalties in the second period and put Alabama on the power play and Alabama cashed in. Yep. That's what happened here. Waldorf took a lot of penalties in the second period and Oklahoma cashed in. Yeah. You know, we, we gave them grief last week cause they, uh, left all those opportunities out there on the power play. And then they come in this week and go four for nine on Friday night. So impressive. Yeah. Impressive. And they, and they, and they all, they more than doubled up on the shots on Waldorf, almost tripled up. So Waldorf Good for them. Waldorf is a is a decent little team. They they play well at home. They play better at home all right now than they do on the road. They're trying to learn how to win, right? Yep. And so uh, for Oklahoma to go on the road, I mean, I thought that was a really good win for Oklahoma, to, especially to uh, to to start off their season. I I would not disagree. I, you know, it's 
the power play woes, yeah, I was kind of when they're going into this, not scoring much on the power play in week one. I was like, oof, you know, that's this could be tough up there because you know we we knew Waldorf played tough and all that, and and we knew there'd be some opportunity there. And uh, look at them, they cashed in on it. So kudos that, to them that they did. Now the next day was a was a little fun day. Um, and I got to tell you, Andrew, um, I'm sitting in my living room. I'm watching <laughs> uh, some college football on the big screen, and I get a phone call from one of the two coaches. And, you know, we, we talk really quick, and then I get a phone call from one of the general managers. <laughs> and then we hang up, and then I get a couple of texts, and then I get a phone call from the other coach. And what happened was apparently the rink in Albert Lee, Minnesota had a transformer blow and it lost all of its power. And so they, they literally, uh, the reason why I got the phone calls and the text messages at the beginning was, what do we do? You know, how, how long do we have to wait? Um, what do we do in this situation? And, you know, the, quest, the, the easy solution is, um, well, communicate with one another, right? Let's, yeah. let's, yeah. let's figure. And, and I made sure to, to tell the folks, this isn't like, uh, you know, when you're, when your professor's late to class, right? You don't have to wait, you know, seven minutes or 13 minutes before you can just get up and walk, you know, the, let's communicate and see how big or how, uh, how, how shallow the issue is. And as it turns out, it would turn out to be a pretty big issue. They tried to make a go of it. They tried to play two 25-minute halves. Yeah. And they only got through the first 25 minutes before um, the city of Albert Lee came in and said, okay, look, um, you know, they, they literally, for, it's my understanding. Now, I, obviously, there was no video. There was no power to the building. Um, it was running on emergency generator power. And so there was no broadcast of the game on Saturday. Um, but in, so it's my understanding there was no uh, horn. There was no time, you know, no scoreboard, none of that stuff. Oh, it was, they had a, uh, supposedly they had like a, a dry erase board that they used oh. at stoppages to where the, where the, you know, where the scorekeeper or the timekeeper would tell people, you know, this is how much yeah. time is left in the half. And anyways, uh, it was one-to-one at the end of 25 minutes, and uh, then the, uh, the, that's when the city of Albert Lee uh, said, hey, look, we're shutting the place down. We've got to make repairs in order to keep from losing the ice, and yep. in order to do so, we need to you know, evacuate everybody. Oh, so boy. game was ruled a no contest, and uh, so Oklahoma plays four periods on the road and gets one victory out of it. And uh, not, not you know, I'm sure they're disappointed they didn't get a second victory, but that's not a bad weekend. No, no, not a bad weekend at all, you know. Uh, like we said, they had some success there on uh, the power play on Friday night. So, you know, a good little uh, good little building block for those guys right there. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and they got an experience that they'll never forget, right? Cause yeah. <laughs> drive drive 10 hours to play one and one and one third hockey games Ooh. oh and and hey thank goodness and this is just me thank goodness they didn't com, uh, complete the other 25 minute halves or or other 25 minute half because the rule in the acha is if you get past the second intermission we can we can make the the decision to call the game 
Call a game, yeah. You know, it's kind of like after the fifth inning in baseball, we, it can be an official game. Um, or the fourth, what, the fourth, the bottom of the fifth, I guess it is. So four and a half innings. Um, here, if, if it gets past the second intermission, we can use our judgment to make the call the game official. Here, it didn't even get there. So this was a no contest. And because of the distance, there's no chance of making this making this up again. And yeah. both teams were were pretty cool about it, so uh, they understood it was out of their uh, out of their control. It wasn't due to you know this wasn't anybody's fault. So done deal. A four to nothing win for the Sooners and a no contest. No contest. All right. Well, hey, the last series uh, that happened last week, Andrew, was Colorado playing a home and home against Division Two Metro State. Metro State is out of uh, Denver. They're they're Roadrunners. I don't know how you get Roadrunners out of Denver, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I've never seen. I don't know if I've ever seen a Roadrunner up there. But, no, hey. no. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So uh, Andrew, you had this as being a Colorado sweep, and um, you know, to your credit, suck it, suck it to me. There you go. It was uh, three to nothing Colorado on uh, Friday night from the uh, CU Boulder Rec, and it was five to three Colorado from wherever it is that uh, Metro State plays their home games. They play in at the Promenade Ice Center, which I believe is in. I don't know where that is. I don't want to guess. I think it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Superior, but. Um, it's, well, it's in the metro. It's in the Denver area somewhere. It's got to be in the metro. They call it Metro State, right? <laughs> hey, look at you. I'm telling you what, boy, you get another one just for that. Yeah. Hey, and they played at the Promenade. That sounds like a place that you drink your hoity-toity tea and, <laughs> and, and hold your pinky out while you're sipping on your tea at the Promenade, right? Valets walking around, you know, uh-huh. you know can I bring you any gray poupon? Yep, yep. All all while with their pinkies out, you know. Yeah, no, no scoring that we know about uh, from, or no scoring uh, details that we uh, know about, simply because uh, Colorado's roster hasn't been completed just yet, or they haven't fully completed their. Uh, I'm saying this wrong. In order for their roster to be up on the website, they have to uh, have all their players register. Put numbers, player numbers, player positions, but they also have to have a coach. Yeah, and uh, it's my understanding their coach just got. Um, it's my understanding their coach just completed all the requirements. Uh, <laughs> you know, just really uh, recently, like as Plenty. in last night. So, uh, plenty, uh, plenty of time. No, plenty no time. rush here. So here I have this, I have a score sheet and let's see here. So the, for visitor scoring, let's see, we have, um, wow. We had, th- um, uh, f- five different scorers for Colorado. Pasnichuk, Hartman, some guy whose name looks like Macaroon, uh, number seven. Wow. God, it's probably like Mastro Antonio. Then Fred Farrow and Del Tulio, oh, no, Del Tufo, uh, scored for Colorado on, that's on Saturday. And then the game on Sunday, the visitors, the games were uh, Pazni, wow, Max Pazniak scored twice, the first and the third goal. And Mark Berge scored the, uh, I think it's Berge, B-U-R-G-H-I. Uh, he scored the middle goal for uh, for the Buffs. All their goals were scored in the third period. So uh, there you have it. Not a whole lot to write home about there. But uh, 
uh, Colorado sweeps. They do what they're supposed to do against a Division II team, and they take care of business. I like it. The Colorado, uh, the, the fun thing that I – there was no broadcast of the Saturday game, um, so I just had to go off the Twitter handles and everything. But the uh, Friday game, Andrew, there were competing broadcasts. Ooh, I like and competing broadcast. Competing broadcast from both of them from Colorado, <laughs> which which I thought was great. So as, they as the ACHA turns, as the ACHA turns, both the home team had two separate broadcasts, mm. <laughs> all both of them on YouTube. Imagine and that. One of them was uh, one of them was a person. Um, Un, uh, who was using his iPhone, and you could tell it was handheld because when he would pan back and forth, you know, it was shaky and you yeah. get kind of seasick. The other person had an iPhone, uh, but it was on a tripod, and you could tell. And the reason, only reason I know this, Andrew, is because when the shaky iPhone turned to the right, I could see the iPhone on the tripod, <laughs> <laughs> and when the That's- iPhone on the tripod. Turn to the left, I could see the guy holding his phone with both hands. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I just thought, I come on, it. guys. You, competing broadcast for the same game. What a, what a, what a, what a joke. I love it. I Anyways. love it for sure. All right. Are you ready for some prognostications, Andrew? I am. I am. Let's, let's do it. All right. Here we, we get some music for this one. All right, Andrew. Here we go. Put your thinking cap on, okay? All right. All right, so we have Colorado fresh off a sweep of Division II Metro State. They're traveling out to San Diego to take on brand-new team to the ACHA San Diego State on Friday and Saturday. Now, we have no clue how San Diego State is going to, is going to be. We don't know if they're going to be any good. We don't know if they're going to be any bad. But we know that they're going to play. They're going to host the Buffs on friday saturday how do you think that one is going to turn out but first of all i love the trip for colorado going to san diego to play two games right yeah that's fantastic but i think it's going to be all colorado here hey from your lips to god's ears let's hope all right so you're going to say a colorado sweep i'm worried that you know those boys are going to go to the beach and uh you know mess their legs up and get all jelly legs and from being at the beach and in the ocean and san diego state might get them but we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see we'll all see. right hopefully they keep it together out there so western collegiate hockey league andrew says a colorado sweep all right we'll take the uh the next one is um we'll, we'll, we'll jump around we talked about d2 metro state they got swept by colorado this week they're playing the good guys from Fort Collins, the Colorado State Rams, in a home-and-home home on Friday and Saturday. How do you I, think that one's going to turn out? You know what? I don't think it's going to be any different a for CS- Metro State. Yeah. A CSU sweep. A CSU sweep. So the Rams, that game will be at Epic on Friday night, and it will be back at the Promenade. The Promenade in Westminster. What? Look at you, Westminster. See, I knew it was. I knew it wasn't Superior, but I also knew it wasn't like Aurora or you know one of the southern suburbs. I knew it was in that little area nearby the Boulder area. Yeah. So Westminster. Look at you, man, Mister. Look at the brain on on on, on <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> 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 
Just see you, Andrew. All I have to do, all I have to do is just hit the. See, and that's you. That's you right there. I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, geez, Andrew. What are we going to do with you? What are we... All right. So a CSU sweep over Metro State. Um, Arizona State's going to kick off their season. They go up to the Jay Lively Arena in Flagstaff on Saturday to take on Men's Division II Northern Arizona, the Ice Jacks. They're the, the Lumberjacks, but they're the Ice Jacks since they play hockey. Yeah. Uh, what do you think well, there? I think the Sun Devils are going to get the Ice Jacks. I think it's going to be a sweep for Arizona State here. Yeah, they're they're only playing one game, and I think Arizona is just going to just pound the ever-loving snot out of NAU. Yeah, that's I w- I would think so, right? I think ASU is. Um, and, and now you know there are some out here that think I'm an ASU homer, and if, you know may, maybe guilty as charged. Who knows? But um, I the word I'm hearing from ASU. And, I shouldn't say that. The word I'm hearing about ASU from ASU, as well as from other coaches that have seen their roster and seen them skate, is that ASU is going to be pretty good this season, and like going to be definitely a uh, a nationals team, and you know, contending for a top ten spot. So, I think ASU is just going to go up to Flagstaff and lay waste to Northern Arizona. I like it. All right. Well, hey, the 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 next one is uh, the big one for the weekend. It's uh, Central Oklahoma hosting Maryville. And if we were to look at the rankings according to the coaches, the preseason ranking, this is number nine Maryville coming to number one Central Oklahoma. Uh, Maryville coached by former Arizona Wildcat John Hogan, and uh, you know they've made nationals the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so you know they're they're okay, um, and then Central Oklahoma is uh, obviously you know played for the national championship. They're the ACHA men's division one national runner up. What do you think is going to happen here with Maryville? And Maryville's already played two games. They swept McKendry over the weekend. They beat McKendry seven to one and three to nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on this one. You know, I want to call it a UCO sweep here. Yeah. But I know historically speaking that Maryville has always played tough against UCO. Um, so I want to call a split also. Really? Well, here. Hold yeah. On. Oh. Let's see here. All right, Andrew, that means time's up. Um, so got to bring us your... Bring us your little prediction here. Ooh, I don't know. No, no, been, no, no fence sitting allowed here. I've been torn on this ever since we started talking about it. I've been staring down there at it, and uh, that's why I saved it for last. Uh, I know, I know. The, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruffle the feathers, and I'm gonna call a split on the weekend. Really? I, I'm gonna call a split here. You almost timed that just right. All right, so we have a split. You're going to say Maryville and Central Oklahoma are going to split at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. If you didn't just give the Central Oklahoma Broncos some bulletin board material, I don't know <laughs> right. what you did. That's right. I, I hope I'm wrong because I'm, I'm pulling for UCO in this one. But, yeah, I mean, we know. We've seen it. Um, Maryville has played tough up there, so it'll be, it'll be good. 
Mary, I still remember the first year Maryville came down here to, it was their first year of playing, and they opened the season, I think, with Central Oklahoma and Oklahoma, and they were not expecting the physicality from both teams. Right. I remember hearing all about that on their drive back. (laughs) I think I was on the phone for all seven hours between Oklahoma City and St. Louis with a certain someone who was not happy with the physicality. Hey, uh, you come come down here. You're playing big boy hockey. Right? Well, they're uh, and now they're one of the big boys, right? Maryville's in the top ten, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So Andrew calls it a split. All right. So officially, we have a Colorado sweep over San Diego State. We have a Colorado sweep, Colorado State sweep over D two Metro State. We have an Arizona Arizona State pounding. Of poor northern Arizona. I think that's just going to be ugly. Yeah. I've... And then Andrew has called for a split between number one, central Oklahoma, and number nine, Maryville. I think that's I think that's right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. See, I figure every time every time you do something, I'm going to play your little, uh, <laughs> you know, and every time I do something, I'll end up having to just play my Matthew McConaughey, my my little, uh, you know, all right. All right. All right. All right. Since uh, you're, you're going to laugh and I'm going to go, all right. All right. Um, all right, Andrew. All. We're at that point of the uh, of the podcast. Where we talk about stuff that's not hockey, since we're not hockey guys. Uh, anything that you need to uh, vent or get off your chest? You anything that you I need mean, to recommend? Any books, any movies, any TV shows, any music? You know what? I am thinking here. I have not watched any good movies this week since we talked last. Yeah. The, uh, the, only, the only interesting thing we watched was uh, the finals of America's Got Talent. Oh, geez. Come on, so, Andrew. That's the only interesting thing I've watched in the, uh, you know, and my book reading was probably a little too complex to talk about with you on the podcast. So we'll just skip right over it. Is this uh, your book reading came directly from the elementary school book fair? (laughs) Maybe. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Maybe. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I'm going to say this. We, uh, you know that I'm getting old when uh, I give up concert tickets to stay on a podcast yeah, you know, you, you and I are supposed to be rocking in the free world with Pearl Jam right now in downtown Oklahoma City. And I, uh, I've just said, nah, you know, I've had these tickets sitting in my hip pocket literally for two and a half years. And then the other day I said, you know what, the heck with it. I'm just going to sell them. And sure enough, I, I listed them and they were gone one minute later. So, hey, nothing wrong with that. Insane. The, uh, it's a hot so. ticket. Hot, hot ticket, ticket and we've seen Pearl Jam enough. I didn't yeah. I honestly and this is this is gonna be very old manny of me and this is gonna be very uh um oh call me what you want since I'm not a hockey guy, you can call me all sorts of things. But uh I wasn't really um interested in hanging around a group a, a ton of uh people uh, breathing through their mouth and spitting and, you know, with, with all, you know, I've got my most recent COVID shot. I've got the flu shot. I've got all that kind of junk, but I still, I'm not interested in catching anybody's cooties or, or boogers nah. or anything like that. So nah, I can't say that I blame you. So, and Hey, you know what? I would, I would have really missed sitting here on the podcast talking with you instead. So, yeah, it, 
You got to do what you got to do, right? I also did not look forward to the fact of lining up outside an arena at one in the afternoon for a spot on the rail at uh, 530 uh, for a concert that started at 8. So, yeah, I, you know, again, the old man in me was like, "Mm, I could just still sit here in my office, get a lot of work done. Yeah. Go home, sit around in my boxer shorts and a t-shirt and be nice and comfy. Yeah, I, I, you know, we've seen them. What have we seen them? Seven. We've seen seven times, six times. A bunch, a bunch. We've seen them. We've seen them a bunch. Dallas, yeah. Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Uh, so this is the we've first time. Them. I think this is the first time since 2000 that I have uh, elected not to see them. The, uh, I think this would have been the second, no, third time in Oklahoma City that we've seen them. Yep. yep. Tonight. So, yeah, we've seen them once in, once in Tulsa, once in Dallas. So, yeah, we have... No denying that we are uh, we are uh, Pearl Jam guys, right? Certified members of the Ten Club, one of us is, um, and then, uh, but yeah. Anyways, here we are. We're also certified uh, uh, dopes for being on a podcast instead of <laughs> being in an arena. So, yeah. anyway, hey Andrew, I tell you what, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but there are two shows that I'm absolutely. Uh, that I absolutely love. One, I th- I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before. It's uh, it's called Reservation Dogs. Yes, I've and met those people. Have you really? Yeah the 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 lead actress. Yeah. On that, and then uh, one or two of the uh, of her sidekicks. Yeah, they they came into the rink last summer and bought a bunch of stuff and was looking around and I got to talking to them, not knowing, and they said that they were here doing some filming and. Uh, they had come down. They were they were here for a uh, NBA basketball game in the city. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they they hung out and they were like, "Yeah, we're here filming a show. I don't know if you've seen it, Reservation Dogs." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen it." And uh, got talking to them. Yeah, so kind of cool. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I am not one. You know, I'm. I'm not Native American. Um, so I. That doesn't have that. Uh, that that appeal to me. Um, from from a you know a, a heritage type of perspective but it's just a great show it's well written and it's funny and it's uh it's it's very entertaining it's about uh, uh some native american kids uh growing up in northeastern oklahoma two two uh two girls two boys and uh their rather uh interesting life as they try to uh adjust to Life in 2022, while also respecting their uh, tribal heritage, yeah, and trying to also uh, maneuver through the um, through some of the hazards and the pitfalls and the uh, potholes of just you know growing up in 2022. So yeah, what a what a yeah. great show! What a great show! What a funny show! That, that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's yeah, it's awesome, and it's great that you met them. That I'm 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 kind of jealous. I did. How about that? Pretty there's cool, a huh? there's a word that they use to call one another. Um, you know, like you and I, we call each other dopes. Or you know, they, it's a word that begins with an S and it's four four letters long. And then there's another word that begins with an A that's um, three letters long. So they call themselves essays. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I we can't say it because this is a family podcast, but. Um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And, you know, so they use that word S-A 
quite quite often. Most of the characters do, and uh, you know it's very derogatory, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so, anyways, it's on FX, and then there's another show. This is a show that, um, and maybe I've already mentioned it. I forget if I have or not. Um, the wizard in Ohio, who's uh, all hat, no cape, uh, turned me on to this one. It's called The Bear. The did, Bear. Did we talk about the Bear at all last week? Uh, it's we a, might have. It, it's it's about a, a chef who uh, takes over his his family's uh, restaurant, his family's Italian beef restaurant in Chicago. Mm. And this and this is a chef who's a world renowned, award winning chef who has worked at Michelin restaurants around the world and who's prepared you know the most exorbitant, most glorious of dishes and knows what he's doing and all of a sudden um, due to some terrible circumstances he's he's called back basically to Chicago to take over the family business to do uh, this most mundane of uh, of things and it's it's eight episodes long I think it's eight episodes eight or ten it is excellent 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 the first episode is kind of tough to get your head wrapped around but if you hang in there and you watch episode two and three, everything kind of starts to gel and make sense. The cast of characters is hilarious, and it's it's not a comedy, um, but it is a comedy. I mean, it's a it's got a lot of drama in it, but it's also got a lot of <laughs> they find themselves in some weird weird situations. That's so the bear, the bear, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, well, highly uh, highly. Um, Highly acclaimed, and I'm sure, I, you know, the, the Emmys happened recently, and I don't know that the, uh, I think the Bear was nominated for something, but they'll probably win a lot of stuff next year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's excellent, and obviously the, the Bear in, in this situation is this guy. It's his, it's kind of what his nickname is, you know, kind of yeah. like your nickname was Stick, and mine was Fat Guy, and you know, <laughs> this guy's was the Bear. The bear. How about yeah, that? Yeah. So, not bad. So, those would be my two recommendations. In fact, uh, the Reservation Dogs, their uh, their their episodes are uh, coming out uh, Wednesdays at midnight, and uh, so here in a little little bit, episode nine should be out, and it's kind of fun. There's Reservation Dogs has. Um, God, I'm trying to think of who they're. Who there? Uh, there's a Laura Dannon is the the main uh, a one of the two female leads, and Willie Jack is the uh, uh, the other uh, female lead. And but the, one of the guys his his name is in the show is Cheese, <laughs> and, I love and, it. and he's 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 kind of like the moral. Uh, I know we circle back to Reservation Dogs, but he's Cheese is kind of like the moral center of everybody. He's uh, he's a good kid. And uh, it's anyways fun fun shows, and if you have a chance to watch to splurge on things uh, on FX, check it out. Another another show I think that's excellent and that everybody uh, should pay attention to, um, Andrew. And you may you may or may not like this. Um, I don't know, but it's a show on ABC, and you can catch it on Hulu. It's called Abbott Elementary. Holy smokes, is that just a great show? It's about that- teachers in New York in Philadelphia. Uh, I, yeah it's a it's a wonderful one, show and you said it's on uh you said it's on uh abc did you it's on abc in fact it premieres the season two premieres on tomorrow uh september 21 but all the past episodes are on hulu and it's uh 
it's what what a what a great show. My daughter Cam the Ram, uh, who is also a teacher, uh, turned me on to this one, and it was uh, it's very cute. It's about a a, a a very urban school in Philadelphia that's uh, just trying to get by on. Uh, uh, on a meager, you know, the meager budget that they have, and it's yeah. about the teachers trying to do the best they can. And they, you know, there's an old school teacher who's been there forever. There's a rough and tumble teacher who's been there forever. There's a new one who's bright and sunny and got all sorts of ideas and doesn't understand how the world works. And you know, so there's a lot of con- then there's you know a substitute who's uh, <laughs> who comes in and you know he's. Do I want to be here? Do I? I'm. He's probably overqualified to be there. Um, it's 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 a very good, very very funny show. This this, this show might uh, this show might hit home right now for me. me uh, <laughs> you've totally. been doing you've been doing some substitute teaching. I have, I have the uh, yeah. I've got plenty of stories there for you. Holy smokes! <laughs> what's your What's your favorite class to to teach? And don't say recess or lunch. The uh, my favorite. Oh man, let me. Oof, that's a good one. The uh, I had I had, oh I don't know I because I've I so I'm doing I'm doing high school yeah is is what I'm uh, substitute teaching the most of the uh, and I've had several good classes come through that I've that I've been in charge of and all of that yeah the uh, yeah. I have all right all right are I you have. are you are you teaching any substantive lectures or are you just putting on the TV and letting them watch. Uh, old episodes of the West wing or something. Uh, so there was a, Oh, what was it? Two weeks ago, I guess I got into a freshman English class Yeah, and they had to read. Oh, I don't know. They had like a two page packet and they had to read little short, little excerpts and then answer five questions and then read another one and answer five questions. And then they had vocab sheets that they had to work on after that. And, uh, some of the kids needed some motivation to get the work done, so yeah, I jumped in and and got down and dirty and read the excerpts with them and answered the questions and worked on vocab and all that kind of fun stuff. Huh? Yeah. Uh, how about that? I, I, I got to be honest with you, Andrew. The thought of you teaching America's youth <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> the uh, I, I got I got I got a, I got a feeling, Andrew. There's going to be an awful lot of this. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> the the kid the kids love me over there I, I can't lie they love me over there really all right oh, yeah all right. yeah I've, well. I've got a couple kids that they're not my number one fan but you know for the most part the kids have been pretty good you, you're not their number one fan or they're not your number one fan yeah they're not my number one fan they, so you, uh, you you're you're admitting right here on this podcast you don't like kids well, I'm not gonna say that. The, uh, for the most part, they're all right. The, okay, all right. I've got I've got a couple kids that I've had to go round and round with a couple times. So you know, they're not a fan of me, and I'm not a fan of them. So. Oh, there we go. Okay, so it's mutual. Yeah. Oh, it's mutual. All right. <laughs> mutual. All yeah. right. Well, now the worst good. I did, the worst class that I've had. I, that's an easy one. I can tell you that right now. Oh yeah. And that is, I took a elementary. PE class to substitute one day. <laughs> oh my God. Why was oh that? God. Why was that so awful? Oh, it was the first one I did and I signed up and I was like, you know, I was like, I'm going to do a PE class. I was like, you know, it'd be easy and all of that. And oh man, did they not see me coming? Holy smokes. 
They what, saw did you, me coming from did, a mile away. Oh, okay. So it's not like you had them climbing ropes in the gym class or something. And uh, oh, oh my lord, they the way the day was was started out. It you know I got third grade. No, I got fourth grade, fifth grade, and then sixth grade, and then I and then I got a forty five minute break, and then we came in and they and they that's where they polish you off. They they went started at third grade and then second grade and then first grade, and then the last class I had of the day was the kindergarten kids. Oh my lord, I was I almost died that day. <laughs> By the. By the time the first graders and the kindergartners came through, I was toast. I was done. <laughs> so I was that's when you done. graduated the high school kids, huh? Oh, that's I, I was like, I cannot do the elementary anymore. I have at least got to go get high school kids where they can function halfway on their own and go from there. Interesting. All right. Well, how about that? Well, that's scary is how that is, Andrew, to be Mm. honest with you. I thought you were going to tell me, like, uh, the worst class you had to deal with was, like, great literature, and you had to, you know, recite Charles Dickens with these kids or try to discuss some, you know, great expectations or, uh, uh, you know, Oliver Twist or something. Yeah, no, they, uh, they, uh, in today's society, everything's pretty much computer-based. So, you know, if it's a substitute, for the most time, it's the teacher's already loaded, that day's assignment into the computer and they just log in on their, on their end and, uh, get after it. So you're just babysitting is what you're saying. Pretty close. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Pretty, pretty close. How about that? Well, Andrew, how about that? Let's get out of here. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. If you, uh, we want to thank everyone for putting up with us. Um, again, we're not, what are we going to call this podcast? Uh, not hockey guys. <laughs> Yeah, the non-hockey podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we're looking forward to some uh, some WCHL action here. Um, the Central Oklahoma games will definitely be on. Uh, I know they're on their YouTube page. I'll have to find out about San Diego State. I got a feeling they might be on Black Dog. Yeah, um, Colorado State. Uh, that might be a Facebook type of a thing. And then um, who else? Who else? We, oh, um, NAU. NAU is um, definitely a black dog uh, yeah. type of a thing, uh, but they also well sometimes they they have a nice broadcast on the radio that you get to listen to. So, uh, anyways, follow the uh, the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I'll tell you this: you know, last time I said something about the Utah guys, and I, I word got back to me that <laughs> the Utah guys thought I was throwing shade at them. <laughs> And I'm I'm not. I'm just saying they're helping out with the, with the website, and we expect that by the time we do the podcast this time next week, we'll have the website pointed in the right direction, and we'll be able to, you know, get closer to 2022 yep. than with the website right now that I think is still stuck in 2016. Yeah, it's it's back there a ways, right? Yeah. Um. So no shade thrown. No shade thrown whatsoever. Uh, nothing but love and appreciation and then um uh so so uh we appreciate everybody listening to the podcast you can follow the western collegiate hockey league at westernchl.com or on twitter at westernchl um you can follow this podcast on wchl on twitter at wchl pod andrew is on twitter at stickford am that's s-t-i-c-k-f-o-r-d-a-m 
I am on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. If you want burps and farts and uh, <laughs> giggles and stuff like that, that follow Andrew's Twitter feed because he's known for that. If you want, you know, political discourse and college football scores and um, just inane commentary about the stupidest of things, that might be my feed on Twitter, my personal feed. Um, ACHA Men's D1 is the uh, Twitter feed to follow if you want all of the scores from all around the uh, all around the con- all around the, not just the conference but the league. And um, I'm happy to say that one of the two of us, Andrew, might be putting the scores into the system this year in oh. the, in the, onto that Twitter feed. So that might be fun. Um, let's see what else. What else do we have to talk? Oh, we got to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Give us a nice review. Give us five stars, two thumbs up, whatever you can, uh, on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. I know there's uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify, but there's also a lot of other platforms out there. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we're not trying to sell you anything, uh, not just yet. So, uh, not yet, not yet. Give us time. Yeah, give us time. Give us time to, you know, we're not hockey guys, so we're not trying to uh, get you to, uh, you know, purchase anything. Just no keychains or uh, or stuffed animals <laughs> just just yeah, yet. No, but, no, no rabbit's foot or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll come up with a T-shirt or something that says "We're not <laughs> hockey guys." <laughs> Anyways, Andrew, do you got anything else before we get out of here? I have nothing else. Yeah, story of our life. You know, we we could have. Yeah. That was an hour and thirteen minutes ago. We said, "No, nah, I got nothing else." We could, this could have <laughs> been a quick podcast. It could have been. Yeah, but well. here we are, rambling. Right here we are. All right, Andrew. I'm going to hit the button and get us out of here. Take care. And here's the button, Andrew. Go for it. All right, everybody. Have a good week out there. Take care of each other, and have a good time. And we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>